So we've been talking about developing a healthy escape plan and holding on to that central thought that lasting recovery is rooted in wisdom, not strength. We've talked about what that means and what it looks like. And if we're really believing and taking to heart 1 Corinthians 10, 12, that when we are tempted, we will be tempted. That means we need to be proactive and setting boundaries. Today, we're going to talk about turning the corner and finishing that conversation on proactive approach and developing a healthy space as we develop a healthy escape plan. Well, welcome to Hope and Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast. This is a podcast that, that helps to bring hope and healing to our mental, spiritual, emotional, and relational journey through life change stories and, and even recovery topics, all centered around the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5 and the Celebrate Recovery principles where Jesus helps us to, to acknowledge that something's not right, that there's hurt that needs to be addressed. There's some hangups and maybe some lies that we've been believing about ourselves that need to be poked at to ultimately get to a place of healthy core beliefs about ourselves, God and others so that we can deal with those nasty habits or coping strategies, defense mechanisms that we've developed as a result to live out healthy practices in our life. Hey, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the ministry leader at Fellowship Rogers Celebrate Recovery, and uh, we meet every Friday night and would absolutely love to have you anytime come join us, but uh, excited to continue this conversation. We've been doing a series on developing a healthy escape plan, so if you missed the, the past three podcasts, uh, make sure you go back and listen to those. doesn't mean you can't listen to this one, but it'll give you a little bit more context. It might be helpful for you to see and listen to these in in uh, in order to to help you a little bit. But that being said, uh, last podcast we kind of finished up the the conversation around boundaries and what are those things, the people, the place, the media, social media, internet even substances and some of those other things that, that can get us stuck. And again, want to reiterate this point that it's important to know how these all work together. So even though on social media, for example, we talked about this on the last podcast, even though we may um, not be necessarily watching if our area of recovery is pornography, we may not be viewing pornography but being aware of how uh, social media in excess can actually be harmful and take me to kind of a bad space of how I see myself. And I just feel lethargic. I don't like the way I feel physically, mentally. I'm kind of blah. And then I find myself entering into those neighborhoods, as we talked about in the Proverbs. Um, the Proverbs, uh, you know, over and over has given us a picture of what it means to walk and wisdom, remember, uh, wisdom or strength says I can go hang out in the neighborhood and I'll be fine. I'll be able to fight off the temptation. Wisdom says don't hang out in that neighborhood. It's not worth it. So it's learning some new new boundaries. And we, we unpacked that over the last two podcasts worth going back and listen to. Andy and I walk through that. So today, uh, I want to kind of walk through... Uh, really giving you a new posture of thinking about the healthy space. 
it's so important that if if we want to get to where we're going, we need to have an idea of where we want to go. And, and that's what I love about Celebrate Recovery. We paint this, uh, this beautiful new picture, this new canvas of what can life be like. So we're celebrating our recovery. Even if we're day one, we're celebrating the victory that will come. And I think I love that just to, just to let myself take that in. Just take that in for a second. That God is, is he's got you on a path toward walking in freedom and healing and victory. And that's why we're celebrating our recovery, even though we're not quite there. We're celebrating that he's working on us right now. And we're believing that just the, the truth that um, taking it to the Father means he's going to do work in it. We don't know the timetable. We don't know exactly what that will look like, but we know it's going to be better because Christ is in the middle of that. So I think it's important, and we talked about this, Andy and I were talking about this, that it's important for us to define what a win, what does freedom look like in your recovery? When you begin to put that down to paper, and I want to challenge you to maybe consider doing this, define what what your life will look like when you're living in a healthy space. That kind of gives us uh, some good markers of when we've gotten off track. And by the way, I think it's good um, when we're talking about accountability. Remember, I can't, nobody can hold me accountable, but I can give you permission to hold me accountable. As I'm setting boundaries to put around myself, to protect myself, to keep me from going to those bad spaces, I need people that will point out, in fact, maybe me even being overt, or what are my action tendencies when I'm in a bad space? Um, So it's good to kind of set markers of what a win looks like, but also when I'm starting to kind of head down that path, I tend to uh, eat a lot more junk food or my language gets a little bad, worse or (laughs) whatever, Uh, or I start uh, kind of watching things I normally wouldn't that I kind of say, ah, it's not that big a deal. And and we give people permission to speak into that. Maybe I'm a little bit more irritable. Maybe there's anger uh, that's a little bit more short with people saying, hey, are you okay? And so when we're thinking about the healthy space for our life, it's not just the behavior. Um, although in this space, what we're talking about with the escape plan, we do want to list out the behaviors, but I want you to think about uh, what are my tendencies? Uh, it's not just the behavior of stopping porn. Obviously, that's a behavior I don't want to do any longer, and we list that out. But what are the things that um, that are indicators and behaviors that I do that uh, may not be tied to my air of recovery specifically, but can be um, kind of that gateway get me into that that nasty headspace? So, so, but in this context, list out those behaviors that you no longer want to do in detail. That can be such a powerful exercise for us, writing them down on paper, bring those into the light. And as we bring those into the light, it allows that shame to die and it loses its hold on us. Remember, as we think about Romans 8.1, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We don't need to shame ourselves. Uh, we, we've been in this lifestyle of carrying out these compulsive behaviors or addictions or whatever it is, and we want to change that. 
We want to bring that into the light, believing that God is going to do something. When we can bring it in the light, uh, his, his light gives it the oxygen, it gives it the nutrients, it gives it the, the growth that it needs to that we can't do on our own. Remember, we've tried over and over and over again to manage the behavior. Jesus is going to be the one to ultimately take that from us, and then he's going to replace it with new, new things. He already knows what you've been carrying. And, and this is the process of working the recovery process as we surrender. It's a lot harder to surrender than it is to accomplish. we got to give it to God, bring it out into the light. Say, Lord, here it is. These are the things that make you sad. When we think of Psalm 139, Lord, reveal the things to me that make you sad. And Lord, as you do that, I know that you're, and then we bring it into the light, then it's going to slowly begin to change. And my cravings, my hungers, and my thirsts uh, are ultimately going to change because I'm allowing you to play a bigger part in my life. So one of those things we can do is to make an abstinence list. What behavior, and this is a good question to ask yourselves, what behavior in my recovery do I want to eliminate that threaten my sobriety. And that's why when you go back and listen to that prior podcast when we're talking about those boundaries, that's all about the things and how they connect. Junk food or too much social media. Or when I watch 24-hour-a-day news, I find myself agitated and it takes me away from connection with God and others and now I'm critical. And So it's being aware of what those behaviors are so that um, I can just be honest, this is threatening my sobriety. And again, I want to reiterate this, that am I, am I fully committed to the recovery process? Remember, commitment is a, is a statement. I'm all in. There's no plan B here. Sacrifice is the secret sauce that says through evidence. Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, the sacrifice statement in that space is understanding that I'm all in. That means I'm going to sacrifice some things uh, that need to go away because they're threatening uh, my area of sobriety. And so it's so important that we list out these practical uh, behaviors that we've done in the past that, that we may be at risk of doing in the future that we would consider uh, acting out. What are those things that I do that are considered acting out to me. And here's the thing. Sometimes when we compare to other people, we say, well, that's not really acting out. No, you're good. If it's, if it's considered acting out to you, remember the relapse itself is the finale of the event. Some of these things that we're talking about with these other, um, these other strategies that we've developed are leading up to the finale of the acting out relapse. And so it, it, are some of these behaviors and activities, do they line up with my definition of acting out? So include those actions that you don't want to occur. Uh, and just uh, Andy and I said this on the last podcast, this is not an exhaustive list. You, there, this breathes, it's like a bridge, as I've talked about on the perfectionist uh, podcast prior, that a bridge to function has to breathe. 
and and it it's not solid in saying, well, this is the way it's always going to be. As we grow and mature, and new people come into our life, or new situations come into our life, uh, we may adapt and change this list. Maybe there's things we take off because we're in a different space, which we want to be careful. Invite your sponsor and your accountability team into that. Or maybe there's some things that we need to add to that abstinence list. But here's the important thing, and this is so critical. We're not just talking about in recovery. It's not just about what we're taking away. It's not what we just take out of us. It's what we put into us that matters too. We cannot just stop the bad. We need to learn to start doing the good as well to replace these things. And in fact, in a recent uh, lesson, you probably heard um, on the Fayetteville campus, uh, David talked about this, Chuck had talked about this on the Rogers campus, that you know when we, when we pull those things out, they leave a hole in us. And we don't want anything else to enter into that. So we, it's not enough just to pull the nail out of the board and, and just observe this, this hole in the plywood or the two-by-four or whatever. We need to put some putty in there to fill that hole. But if we don't, we, we may fill it with something else. And that's why, and we call that shifting our addictions, where I'm not, um, I'm not smoking anymore, but now I'm dipping right? It's like, okay, there's still an issue there. So I want to, I want to fill it with new things as I'm taking this stuff away. I want to fill it with new things. So we need these positive behaviors that can reconnect us with ourselves, with God and others. Uh, There's a common question that I ask people that I've mentored through the years, even in a counseling setting, is what are you stimulating your mind with? What are you stimulating your heart with? What are the things in your life that you are doing that are adding life to yourself? It's so important that we do that because we want to make sure that we are um, adding some fruit, that there's things that, that we're feeding ourselves. I mentioned this on the last podcast that we crave what we eat. And that's why this listing out those positive activities, and, and we want to think through this lens, mentally, emotionally, uh, physically, spiritually, what am I, what am I stimulating my mind, body, soul with whatever comes in will go out. So garbage in garbage out. So, so remember that the, a big part of this is connection. Don't forget about the people that we're hanging out with the new people. We, we talked about the, the people, places and things that we need to get out and at least be cognizant of and, and uh, measure and maybe even eliminate from our life. Wh- who are the new people? What are the new places I'm going to go? What are the new things that I'm going to be doing? That's what the heart of this is. Uh, we, want, we want to reconnect to the emotions. You know, That's where the heart check can come in. I want to be honest when I'm experiencing pain. I don't want to ignore it. I want to, you know, maybe I journal it out. Um, I need to spend time with God. That's why principle seven is so important. I'm, I'm ha- hanging out with healthy community. Uh, we're reconnecting uh, with God and others and even ourselves in that space. And so I'm, I want to take a, a quick break right here. And when we come back, we'll continue this conversation of uh, what are the, the, the positive activities. I just want to kind of give you some space to some ideas to chew on so that you can develop your own list 
Why? Why would we do this? It seems like it's a lot of work because your recovery is worth it. So when we come back, we'll continue that conversation. Stick with me. I'll be right back. Hey, friends. Hey, we're loving what's happening on Celebrate Recovery Friday Nights. Maybe it's been a while since you've been uh, to Celebrate Recovery. God is moving. There are baptisms and life change and testimonies. Uh, families are being restored. You can be a part of this, and we'd love for you to come see us. Come see us on a Friday night at Fellowship Fayetteville, Fellowship Rogers, Celebrate Recovery. If you want more information, go to fellowshipcr.org, and we hope that we'll see you this Friday night, 6 p.m., Connection Cafe Meal, and 7 p.m. starts our general meeting. Come see us this Friday night. Hey, friends, welcome back. Uh, Talking about the developing a, a healthy escape plan and how critical that is. And right before the break, I was just talking about um, one of those factors is just the connection. Who are the people that I'm hanging out with? And and part of that is not just being in physical proximity. Am I allowing myself to be vulnerable, to be honest? This is why open share, it's like one more thing I got to add to my list. Remember, how much time did you spend in your dysfunction? In fact, just think about that for a second. How long did you spend in trying to feed your addiction or your compulsive behavior or stay in this wrong thinking? What were the amount of hours that you spent feeding your mind and your heart in dysfunctional ways? Probably can't even come close to come. In fact, I don't know that I could live the rest of my life with the positives and still match the negative uh, things that I I was feeding my brain and my my mind, my heart, my body, the things that I put in my body. So one of the ways the enemy will try to distract us is he'll try to feed disconnection. So don't be real with those people. They're only going to hurt you. Maybe your past experiences is you've been hurt, so I'm not going to trust that. So he's going to feed you with a lot of lies, and so don't listen to those lies. Know that we spend a lot of time disconnecting and in our compulsive behaviors, feeding our uh, our mind and our heart with the wrong people, the wrong places, the wrong things, uh, substances, internet, um, social media, um, vegging out and you know just feeding our brain for long extended times with the wrong things and it takes a while a while easy for me to say um to rewire our brain and so here's the thing this is so important i mentioned this on friday night when i taught this the if you're not doing it at all, let's say let's say you're not feeding your brain with uh, principle seven. You're not reserving a daily time with God. Please don't shame that because you'll just go further away from it. But lean into that. Stay curious. What are the good reasons why I don't do that? What am I afraid I might hear from the Father? I know sometimes when I get alone with the Father, uh, that's when my mind gets the quietest and I start to believe those lies and hear the lies about who I am. And... Uh, that creates a lot of fear and disconnection. Set realistic goals in this space. If you're not doing it at all, if you're not working principle seven, try five minutes today. Could you write that down and say, here's my positive activities I am committing to. Remember, I'm, I'm making a verbal statement and then the secret sauce is a sacrifice. That means I'm going to give up five minutes of something somewhere else 
and I'm going to spend it with the Father. Now, we obviously want to work toward a, a, a greater goal with the Father. He wants to spend This is not a checklist thing. And we're not trying to add something to your checklist, but we're trying to add life to your list, to your checklist. And time with the Father is something that will bring life. And so don't get into this mindset of grand gestures. Set realistic goals. If I've never gotten out and did any kind of jogging, I probably don't need to sign up for a marathon next week. You will you will regret that. If I don't go to the gym at all, I don't need to go to the gym for two hours and lift as heavy weights as I can. <laughs> Maybe I just get my body moving. Maybe I walk for a couple days just to get those natural chemicals in our brain need to be released. So maybe maybe I spend some time just uh, letting those natural chemicals come out of my brain just by getting my body moving, my heart pumping a little bit. And if I can if I can work into doing something a little bit more, then great. If not, then just stay active, walk around, stretch, do some jumping jacks, just do something to get moving. Uh, remember, this is that whole idea of growing into it. Don't just go into it. Uh, we talk about that in ministry. We don't go into ministry. We grow into it. So let's think about it. Let's slowly uh, do an uh, on-ramp uh, to this new process. So keep this picture in your mind when you think about this this new positive um, new goals, these new positive activities that you're setting Jesus in John 15, go check it out. It's a great chapter to read, but there's one key verse in there in verse five that's so important. He says, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He's talking to you. You and I are the branches. He's the vine. He says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I love that picture. I remember talking to a vineyard one time he was saying, you see that bud? And this was in the winter season. He said, you see that, that bud over there on the end of that branch? I said, yeah. He said, you know what that bud is doing right now? I said, I have no idea. He said, it's just chilling. <laughs> he said, every ounce of fruit that will come out of that bud in the spring is sitting inside that bud. It's just chilling. So sometimes don't discount rest as a positive activity. Is your schedule crammed so full that you never have time just to breathe? In fact, if you're too busy to spend time and, and really connect, and as this John 15 says later, abide in me and I in you. Abide is just to be with him, to remain in him and allow him to remain in us. Um, then we're too busy if we're not doing that. And that's not a shaming statement. It's just, let's just be honest. Let's call it out. If I'm too uh, over-functioning my list and my calendar's too full, maybe I need to take some things off. That could be a positive activity. Could be tied to that abstinence list. I gotta, I gotta make sure that I'm not cramming every minute of every day because I know when I go home, I'm so spent that I want to veg out. And then I find myself in some of those boundaries being violated that we talked about on a prior podcast. So so some things to just think about, just hang out with the Father, make that a big part of your positive activities that you're taking in so that we can, um, yeah, we can start a new process of seeing him bear fruit in us. So be realistic in these activities that you're talking about. Keep on reiterating that, that 
this even this week as you're listening to this just grab a pen and a piece of paper maybe hit pause on this podcast find a piece of paper and a pen and start writing down those things we want to take out and those things that we want to add in and be careful not to be unrealistic so you don't want to list out 20 things that you're going to do maybe you just pick two or three things that you're going to do this week that you feel like would have the most life-giving impact on you and your recovery I'm going to go on a walk this week. Great goal. How far am I going to walk? Be realistic. I'm not going to walk 20 miles. (laughs) I'm just going to take some time. Maybe I need to go to the mall. It's too hot outside. If it's cool outside, I'm going to walk around the neighborhood. Maybe I walk the dog, whatever. Find something uh, that will bring life. I'm going to spend some time and just sit with the Father and breathe. I'm going to be intentional about looking at my calendar and cutting some things out because I'm over-functioning and high RPMs. So exercise, is there something spiritual in nature? Is there something I can be reading? There's all kinds of devotionals out there that are like a minute or two minute reads. Here's the thing, on God's word, sometimes we get real hung up on the quantity and we forget the quality is even more important. Maybe it's one verse. Maybe you read a proverb this week, one a day, and and you just chew on it. Read that Proverbs chapter 1. Read it out loud. If you're not big on sitting down and reading, there's an audio version. Pop that audio on and just sit and listen and let God's word bathe you. So something spiritual in nature. Spend some time in prayer. Maybe there's a recreation. You know what? I love playing basketball. I think I'm going to go play basketball. Or like I said, I'm going to go walk. The cool thing about that word recreation, recreation. He's recreating us. And so when we can be physical, that's a part of the physical, which ties to the mental, which ties to the emotional, which ties to the relational. Because if I feel better about me, then I'm, I'm going to feel better about you and be in interactions with you. So hobbies. Do you like doing puzzles? Just stimulate your mind with doing puzzles or crossword puzzles or jigsaw puzzles. Or, or maybe you like to draw. When's the last time you drew? I like to paint. Are you a painter? Maybe you just get some color by numbers. Anything. There's nothing silly here. Try some different things. You like putting together a model car. That's not me. I don't have the patience for that. But maybe that's something that gets you jazzed up. Maybe working on a physical car. Uh, Maybe it's uh, getting out and, and working in the garden. Get outside. Feel the sun in your face. All these things are finding what brings life to you because we're all different. Just because I do something doesn't mean you should do it. What do you, what do you experience? And here's a cool thing. As you're doing these new things, a part of your journaling process, write them down. How's it affecting you? How's it impacting your life, your mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, relational life? Because I'm a firm believer that if we experience something that brings impact to us, and we can put that into words as gratitude. God, thank you for how you're making me feel better about me mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever. Then it actually solidifies these new habits that we're forming. Social life. Who's some people that I can hang around with? I love just hanging out at a, a, a fire pit, and building the fire. It's a little warm right now in this neck of the woods for fires, but but that's an example, though, when the weather's good. I want, I want to be able to just build a fire and just sit out and hang out with guys. It's so cool to see how God, something magical happens around a campfire. Just guys just open up and just share their heart and some good stuff. Maybe we're sharing about something we're learning in Proverbs. What are you reading? 
Um, maybe you're stimulating your brain with a positive activity of understanding your area of recovery. What is codependency? I want to learn more about this. What about a sexual addiction or alcoholism or anger and uh, re- love and relationship addiction? Whatever that is, I want to read and stimulate my brain, my mind, my heart with something new. It's as we're getting rid of the old, we want to fill it with the new. All these things are not to add to your checklist. They're to add life to your list, and they're positive things. We were good. I know at least IME statements. I was good at adding the bad stuff, and I regret some of the stuff that I allowed into my mind and my heart and my body. It's being intentional and saying, I'm going to make some sacrifices my life, my temple, my body, my heart, my mind that is in Christ acts and responds differently to life. So I'm going to start feeding it new things. We crave what we eat, right? We crave what we eat, as I talked about on a prior podcast. So those are some things, guys. Define your healthy space. Make an abstinence list. What behavior in your recovery do you want to eliminate that threaten your sobriety? What positive activities can you be doing to help replace those old behaviors that were threatening your sobriety? And then just be intentional, looking at the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, um, new people, new places, new things to be adding into my life. And if we can start doing that, we're going to start seeing some incredible things. I hope this has been beneficial for you. Uh, this whole process is is not about managing a behavior. It's just trying to create some parameters. So as we do the heart work in our recovery, we can begin to yeah, find the life that, that we're looking for that will lead to um, recovery, not just sobriety, but recovery. Hey, I hope this conversation has been good for you. Some good nuggets challenge you. Take, take this to heart. Apply it to your life. If we don't apply it, nothing changes. Make a commitment, which means sacrifice, and then check in with how it's impacting your life. And I'll bet if you start doing some of these things, you're going to start noticing some incredible differences in your life and experience that newness of life that you came in here longing for. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I hope it's uh, been a blessing, and I hope you'll join me next time. Until then, God bless.